You're listening to Mix 104.9's 360. Now, Singapore Airlines are going to reinstate their first regularly scheduled passenger flight to Darwin for the first time in 23 years. The last time the service was active was in March 1999. And as we understand, flight SQ251 is going to land in Darwin from Singapore today about 2.45 this afternoon, I believe. Now, joining me on the line is Singapore Airlines flight uh, regional manager, public Affairs and Government Relations, uh, Carl Schubert. Good morning to you, Carl. Katie, what a day. The buzz, the atmosphere, the excitement. It's, uh, wow, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped and it's, it's a great day. I think it's a, a huge... Uh, step in the right direction for Australia and, and more particularly Darwin and the top end's uh, recovery from uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, it is certainly an exciting time, I think, uh, for all of the territory and, and by the sounds of it, the same for Singapore Airlines. Carl, 19 years, how come it's been so long? <laughs> well, actually, before the pandemic, uh, our regional wing, Silk Air, operated to Darwin on a, on a daily service for uh, for about five uh, five to six years before the pandemic struck and uh, and ultimately over the last two years we've gone through quite a significant transformation program which has seen Silk Air uh, wound into the main parent company of Singapore Airlines. So it's really now Singapore Airlines is the operating aircraft, it's Singapore Airlines livery as we call it, so that famous blue and gold uh, tail that you'll see landing this afternoon is the Singapore Airlines tail. Uh, but uh, it's it's been a while, I suppose. We did operate to, uh, to Darwin, as you mentioned, uh, mm. back between 1988 and, and 1999. But unfortunately, the, the economic crisis of 1997 uh, put pay to our plans to maintain that connection to Darwin. But it was great mm. to have Silk Air there to, to fill that void for the years prior to the pandemic. And now it's, it's our turn to come back, which we're very excited about. Yeah, and I reckon Territorians are going to be as well. How many people are we expecting on today's flight, firstly? Uh, look, I can't tell you that. You'll have to get down there and count them as you as you come off. But we are excited by the number of people who've shown interest uh, in, in this flight, both inbound and outbound. But yep. I think one of the things to be really aware of is, is the fact that the last two years have decimated the tourism and tourism and aviation industry. Mm. And we're, we're not going to make up the losses that we've all incurred uh, over the last two years in a single flight or in th- within the first month. It is going to take a long time and it's going to take time to rebuild and get back to those uh, pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. So today's the first step. It's about laying a foundation. It's about building the confidence and seeing growth in the numbers moving forward. So that's what we're excited about. Um, we see huge potential in Darwin, uh, which is why we've got plans to, you know, from hopefully the, the 1st of May to, to up our services to three times weekly. And if, if all things are going well, uh, moving to five times weekly by the end of May. That sounds fantastic, and uh, and I think a lot of people will be quite happy to hear that. Uh, ha- do you think it's going to be quite successful on the Singapore side? How are you guys marketing the territory to those who live in Singapore? Oh well, the, the territory markets itself, doesn't it? It's, a, <laughs> it's the most phenomenal launch pad for you know Nimbaluk Reserve, Kakadu National Park, Uluru. I mean, the, the top end is you know it is. A marketer's dream, really, because it is just absolutely stunning and filled with so much natural wonder and beauty and culture and history. But I think critically that the key point for us is working really closely with the likes of Tourism Australia, mm. uh, Tourism NT and, uh, and all of the key stakeholders here to make sure that we're all working towards that same goal, which is to you know, build that inbound travel, to understand what markets are open to Darwin and who has the appetite to travel. And I think at the moment, if we, if we take a step back and, and look broadly at the world, every country is in a different place uh, in regards to their opening. You know, Europe is, is widely open. The US is widely
completely open, but there are still parts and key markets for Australia in mm. North Asia, such as China, that remain shut. So being able to look around the globe and identify who can actually come to Australia, and more particularly the top end, uh, and who has an appetite to, well, if we do all that together, we should be able to really target that marketing and attract uh, possibly even new visitors uh, to the top end who haven't considered Darwin as a holiday destination before. Yeah, I look, like I said, I think it sounds fantastic. I know plenty of Territorians love heading across to uh, to Singapore and it's been such a difficult couple of years for everybody and uh, and I'd imagine it's been a really difficult couple of years uh, for an airline like Singapore Airlines and uh, and then really trying to, you know, to get back into the different markets. Um, how tough is it when you're sort of looking at those, uh, those different destinations having different requirements and maybe not being as open as others? Has it just meant that you've got to pivot a little bit? Yeah, I think that the, the two words that have been most used within the business over the last two years have been agile and nimble. I think that's probably the best way to, to sum up what we've had to be over the last few years. Um, I think that the key, the key thing here is the fact that, you know, we, we know people have an appetite to travel. And we know that there is a desire to reconnect with those loved ones and those friends who they've not been able to connect with over the last two years. And, and ultimately, what we want to do is provide them that opportunity. Right throughout the pandemic, over the last two years, we continued to operate services. We helped to bring 70-odd thousand people back to Australia, most of whom were, mm. were stranded Australians. Just over the last few months, we've operated 14 repatriation flights um, in partnership with DFAT to bring people back through the Howard Springs quarantine facility. You know, our cargo services have delivered 110,000 tonnes of cargo uh, you know, to Australia, most of which was, was PPE, COVID-19 vaccines, um, you know, essential medical supplies. So we've continued to operate to Australia and maintain that connectivity over the last two years, which has actually allowed us to mm. turn those cargo services, which we were using passenger aircraft um, to fly cargo, to actually turn them into passenger flights really yeah. quickly. And that's, that's allowed us to sort of ramp up and put that capacity and that connectivity back into the market. What we need to do now is to, to grow that, you know, to grow the demand, mm. uh, to grow the travelling numbers. And, and that is difficult when you've got a different mix of, of regulations and requirements uh, around the world. But over the last two years, we, we've learned to adapt very quickly. And we're very confident that, you know, as we work together with our key partners, will be able to, to drive that demand. So, Carl, uh, three flights a week to begin with, uh, hoping to get up to five flights a week. Um, is this going to be a permanent route? Yes. So uh, we're actually starting uh, with, with once a week and then we've okay. got two, um, two, twice, two, two services uh, throughout April the 7th and the 14th where we're operating twice a week. Right. Uh, yep. From the 1st of April, the plan is to go to, to three times weekly and, and yeah, we've got our fingers crossed that we can... We can achieve that goal. Um, I think that the key thing here is that we, we have been uh, a consistent presence in the Australian market for 55 years this year. And Darwin was, you know, a, a key part of our global network with Silcare prior to the pandemic. You know, we operated for 11 years between 88 and 99 mm. uh, with Singapore Airlines aircraft, the A310s. Uh, it was just the, the financial crisis of 97 that saw us need to pull out. So... You know, our, our desire to make this work, to build the route, to, to try and get back at some point in the future, we don't know when, but back to that daily operation with Darwin, that is what we're here to do. We have an unwavering commitment to Australia and have done for 55 years. So uh, when you ask me whether this is a permanent route, 
I don't think anyone can say anything is permanent after the last two years if we've not <laughs> learned true. anything. But it is certainly our intention that we get ourselves back to that pre-pandemic level of daily flights and, and again, making Darwin a really key entry point mm. you know, for visitors into the top end. Well, Carl, I think that there'll be a lot of people listening this morning who are pleased to hear that. I know that um, you know that sometimes we here in, the, here in the Territory feel like we're sort of forgotten a little bit uh, when it comes to, to flights and, uh, and, and, you know, being able to travel around the world and even around around Australia. So I think that this is a really good thing and a lot of people are going to be very pleased to hear that this direct flight or that this flight is uh, is underway. Absolutely. And, and we're excited to be back. I think, again, as I mentioned right at the start, this is a, a great boost of confidence to, to everyone over the last two years. It shows that we've taken that first step on on the path to genuine recovery for international travel and we're really looking forward to, to driving that forward. Carl, just out of interest, how many hours does it take to uh, to get from Darwin to Singapore? It's about four and a half hours, so oh, nice. uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's about the same time to get to Singapore, in fact, maybe a touch quicker sometimes than it is to get to any other major capital city in Australia from Darwin. So I don't know why you'd go anywhere else uh, in Australia when you can just, you know, nip over to Singapore for uh, a bit of shopping and some food. I think that would be fantastic. Oh, good stuff. Well, Carl Schubert, the Regional Manager, Public Affairs and Government Relations at Singapore Airlines, really appreciate your time this morning and uh, everybody very excited to see this plane touch down in Darwin a bit later this afternoon. Katie, great to talk. Take care and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll catch you in the top end soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Carl. That is Carl Schubert there, who is the Singapore Airlines uh, Regional Manager of Public Affairs and Government Relations at Singapore Airlines. So um, exciting news, I think, for a lot of Territorians. I know that quite a few of us uh, like to get across to places like Singapore, be able to go uh, for a long weekend. And prior to COVID, it is something that people enjoyed. Quite often, um, as you just heard there from Carl, it's, it's pretty fast to get to those locations like Singapore, but also, in a lot of cases, a bit cheaper for us than what it is to fly within Australia, which is quite unbelievable. Um, but uh, prior to COVID, it was the case. If you do want to call through, 8941 1049. Love to hear from you this morning. You can also uh, send us an email if you'd like, 360 at mix1049.com.au.